Exorcist, as great as it was, was not satisfying that artistic itch that I have. But the art student in me never died. I'm Phil Hatterman, and you're listening to Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Today on Dog Words, Claire Shelley, owner of Bigfoot Pet Photography, joins us to announce the Pooch Playoffs 2024, an exciting opportunity to support Rosie Fund and also get great photographs of your dog. If you are in the greater Kansas City and Lawrence area, use the link in the description to access the registration form and Claire will contact you to arrange your photo shoot. As Claire explains in the interview, do an online search for Pooch Playoffs 2024 to find a photographer near you or reach out to Claire and she'll help hook you up. In addition to our discussion of this wonderful fundraiser, we also talk about Claire's interesting journey from art to science to photography. If you are unable to participate in the Pooch Playoffs but still want to support Rosie Fund, let me remind you about our fundraiser to help cover the medical expenses of Philip a Rosie-funded dog who had to have a leg amputated when his cancer returned shortly after being adopted. Go to Rosie Fund's Facebook page to contribute to the campaign or go to rosiefund.org donate to use PayPal, Venmo, or your credit card. Please put Philip in the note if you donate through our website. If you're new to Dog Words, in each episode we explore the world of dog care and companionship. We Save Each Other is the motto of Rosie Fund, which simply means the more we do for dogs, the more they do for us, and they already do a lot. We welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions, especially if you have an idea for a topic or a guest. Go to the podcast page at rosiefund.org to share your thoughts. The mission of Rosie Fund is to provide humans with the resources and education they need to give senior and harder-to-adopt dogs a better life. Thank you for joining our mission. Today on Dog Words, we have photographer Claire Shelley. Claire, welcome to Dog Words. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Got a lot to talk about with Claire and want to find out about her journey to becoming a pet photographer, but I don't want to bury the lead. I want to get to what is, I think, the most exciting part of the interview, which is a contest in which Claire is participating, and you can too. Listeners, Claire, tell us about the playoffs. Yes, it is a fundraiser for you guys, the Rosie Fund, called Pooch Playoffs. And it is the first of what we hope to be an annual tournament. It is a dog portrait tournament that I am hosting here in Lawrence. So in February, I'm going to be taking pictures of all of the dogs that are signed up. Then in March, we're going to vote bracket style, coincides with March Madness. So we will have the Sweet 16, the Elite 8, Final Four, and the Champion. And then the Champion gets crowned Bigfoot's Ultimate Cutie and also gets to compete on a national and international level. So your dog could be the next national Ultimate Cutie for Pooch Playoffs. We've got goodie bags from sponsors. We've got some awesome prizes, and the list of sponsors is growing. So it's going to be a really fun thing for you guys to be involved in. So if you look at the list of sponsors and the website for this contest is in the description and it's in all of our social media, but that will allow you to see who the sponsors are. That's the minimum that you're getting. By the time the contest is actually done, 
participants will probably get more. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we've already got an amazing dog trainer named Jean with Bark Sporting, a fantastic dog groomer and personal lifelong friend of mine, Bobe Beauty Pets, which is Elena O'Connor. And we've got Espresso Cat Cafe, so you can support those cats that are for adoption as well and enjoy a cup of coffee and a lot of fun stuff lined up. Every participant in the competition will also be getting a custom keychain with their favorite picture from the session as a gift from me. And we've got trophies and then, oh my gosh, the national prizes are insane. You're definitely going to want to be part of this. And you'll have voting links to send out to all your friends and family. So really, it's anyone's game. Your dog could be a uh, Chinese crested dog and still win. <laughs> you know, those aren't typically mm -hmm. the cutest ones, but... Uh, they get entered into the ugliest dog contests. Yeah. Yeah, we could do an ugliest dog contest, too. That could be a lot of fun. Yeah. But uh, the great thing about what you do is you really find the dog's essence, its personality. So regardless of what breed the dog is, or mixed breed more likely, your photograph is going to show this dog at its best. And people are not going to be voting on this is a chocolate lab, or this is a pit, or this is a, a Shih Tzu. They're going to be voting on that dog as a personality as an individual, because that's what your pictures capture. And in the description, not only is the page with the information about the contest going to be linked, but also just Claire's website. So you can see her portfolio, her gallery and the work that she does. So that if you're thinking, well, I don't know about the contest or February doesn't work for me, but I want some really good photos of, of my dog. This is your chance to, to learn more about someone who's really good at this and do it in June or, or whenever and just have, have a session. It doesn't have to be part of the contest. And for anyone that does want to be involved, but maybe the timing doesn't work out for Pooch Playoffs, all you have to do is mention Rosie Fund to me and 10% of the sales from any session scheduled before July 31st, 10% of your sales will go straight to Rosie Fund. It's all about helping out those senior dogs and those hard-to-adopt dogs that need homes. And I am all about making beautiful artwork of your dogs. I really try and bring out your dog's personality. I have an extensive background in animal training and animal behavior and just animals in general. So I know how to work with any dog of any temperament. In fact, I actually had a friend ask, if her dogs can still participate because they don't get along with other dogs. And that's a great point to bring up because the answer is absolutely. The sessions for Pooch Playoffs are going to be private individual sessions. So you won't have a bunch of other dogs around, not a ton of distractions. The location that we are holding the sessions at has a yard attached and it is indoor. So lots of space for anyone's dog to be a dog and to have a lot of fun. The location is in Lawrence, so participants need to be in the greater Kansas City, Lawrence area. And I just want to remind our listeners who are in Kansas City, who have a uh, a mindset that Kansas City doesn't extend beyond their immediate neighborhood, Lawrence not only is closer than you might realize, but 
there is so much to do in Lawrence. If, if really you think, is. okay, this is a bit of a drive. It's a great day trip. And there's lots of dog friendly places in yep. Lawrence. Lawrence is a dog friendly town. It really is. Everyone in Lawrence loves dogs pretty much. And the location of the sessions is right by Clinton Lake. So if you have a dog that maybe doesn't want to be around other dogs, you can go take a hike on one of the many trails by Clinton Lake. Or if you have a dog park kind of dog, it's right by Mutt Run Dog Park as well, which is just a beautiful off-leash dog park right by Clinton Lake. It's got streams and a little waterfall and big fields for dogs to run around in. It's a really great spot. So even just the outdoorsy part of Lawrence is a great place to be. So yeah, it's a great day trip with or without a dog, but definitely with a dog. So don't let the uh, distance be a deterrent because the distance isn't what you think. Claire and I have talked about this offline that a lot of people in Kansas City don't realize how close Lawrence is. It's so accessible and there's so much to do. So this is also kind of a, a plug for Lawrence. Spend more time in Lawrence. I also want to uh, remind people that, so you said if they just book a session and mention Rosie Fun before July 31st, that's right. 10% goes to Rosie Fun. This contest, it's $99 to enter. And that all goes to Rosie Fun. That's right. So for the Pooch Playoffs contest specifically, you'll have a $99 entry fee and 100% of that is donated to the Rosie Fund. Um, so and then Claire's generously donating session, her time and tremendous talent. And we are so grateful for that, Claire. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. You guys have been an absolute dream to work with. And I am so happy to be able to help you guys and to be able to help the dogs that you work with. Senior dogs especially are so, so special to me and so important to me. And so I'm just really happy to have the opportunity to help some of those dogs out. We have listeners all around the world. How would someone find out if there is a playoff opportunity near them if they're not in our Kansas City area? There are a lot of other photographers in the United States. If you just do a search for Pooch Playoffs, you'll be looking for your boutique photographers. We are the ones that create physical artwork of your pets, custom for your house to match your taste and your needs. And there's photographers all over the U.S. We've got some photographers participating in Canada. And I believe there's even one in Australia right now. So it is mostly national, but a little bit international. I would just do a search for Pooch Playoffs 2024. And if you still can't find someone, but you want to participate, reach out to me and I'm happy to hook you up with someone nearby. You said boutique photographers. And I think that's important that people know these are people who specialize in portrait photography and the kind of things that you do and not just someone who says, I've got a camera. Yeah, I'll be in the contest. They're selected right. about it's who the participates than... and all the beneficiaries are not for profit. So if you go through Claire, Rosie Fund gets the uh, donation. But even if right. you're doing this somewhere else in the world, it goes to a great cause, even if it's not Rosie Fund. That's right. The whole point of Pooch Playoffs, both my Pooch Playoffs and the whole national, international program, is the whole point is to raise money for charity. 
And boutique is much more than just specializing in portraits. What I specialize in as a photographer is creating artwork for you to enjoy that's going to last for years, you know, instead of, I don't know, Philip, how many thousands of pictures do you have of your dogs on your phone? Well, uh, I, I probably have at least 10,000. I'd, I'd like to talk about Vinny for a moment because Vinny oh, sure. was with us for almost a year. And uh, when we adopted him, he was officially ours for the last five weeks of his life. And because for most of that time we were promoting him, we took lots of pictures, but also because we loved him, we took lots of pictures. Mm-hmm. And when he passed, we wanted to have some nice, large photographs to put up. And uh, so you can go on Snapfish or other online services and upload right. your photos. The hundreds of photos we had, we finally settled on one for the large photo and a couple others for the smaller ones that they capture a moment, mm-hmm. but they really didn't capture Vinny because right. we're not professional photographers. I do a good job. Dawn does a great job. We have really nice phones and we also have a really nice uh, DSLR camera, mm-hmm. but we didn't have, we couldn't find the photo we wanted. So we right, settled. Right. So and we, how we was have that whole photos. process for you of narrowing down the photos and finding a place to print it and figuring out. And then out you're spending all that time that. and then you're looking online and how confident are you that the color, the resolution that you're seeing on my screen, is that what I'm going to get? You shouldn't have to settle. It's it's worth right. it to get this memory that you want to have for a lifetime presented in a way that it deserves. And while we did the best we could with Vinny, we wish we had better. And we're so excited that with Maggie now, we're going to have that opportunity with Claire. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to take Maggie's portrait. Uh, She is just so sweet. And that's that's exactly why I do what I do, because we never have as much time with our pets as we think or as we want. And, you know, we like to put things off and say, oh, I'll do that later. And then next thing you know you run out of time and your chance to make that artwork and preserve that special personality of your pet, you've run out of chances for that. And that's exactly what happened with my amazing dog that I adopted as a senior. His name was Bill Murray. And we even, this dog was so special to us. He was our first dog that we had as an adult. And he traveled all over the country with us. He lived on a goat farm with us, made friends with so many other people and dogs and animals. He was just the perfect dog. And we adopted him when he was seven. So he he was always that way. He was just our buddy. He was our best friend. And then, you know, I had so many cell phone pictures and videos of him. And I thought that was going to be enough. And, you know, when his time started coming close, I was taking even more. I was taking pictures in a panic on my phone just to make sure I had something to hold on to. And then when he did pass and went over to the Rainbow Bridge, I set out to make some printed pictures of him so that I could continue to see his face everywhere. Because this dog followed me in any room in the house, every everywhere I went. He was right there and I was always seeing his face. And I couldn't do that anymore because the pictures that I did have, they were pretty good for cell phone pictures. 
but I couldn't print any of them bigger than, you know, maybe a five by seven or a six by eight. Oh yeah. The, and, the big blow up we have of Vinny, it's a pretty good shot of him, but then you blow it up and then you see all of the imperfections and the resolutions degraded and Right. Like, oh, I and then I, once I got it in, I had to figure out how to frame it, and it doesn't look great for sure. Mm-hmm. I love it because it's the only thing I have left of him. I definitely do not regret that, but I do wish I had some beautiful artwork of him that really gave tribute to who he was and what he meant to us because he was so important. And even our cat that we had in college, she was a one of a kind, screws loose in the brain will never exist again kind of cat. Her name was Dottie Starchild. And I actually had on my schedule to take a photo shoot with this cat because I knew she was getting old. She was about 13, 14. And well, right on the first of the year, just a couple weeks ago, she passed. And I still had that photo shoot on my schedule. And I just didn't make time for it. And now I can't. So especially with those senior pets, they are so precious. And if you have a puppy, that puppy phase, it's like a blink compared to the rest of the time you get to spend with that dog. And to have some beautiful puppy pictures and adult pictures, and then you have pictures of the dog when they're a senior, how special would that be? Mm -hmm. And it's not just dogs that you photograph. I called you a dog photographer. You're you're a photographer. I does a dogs, but animal photographer. Whatever, yeah, your, whatever your pet, Claire can uh, accommodate you. One of the things I was impressed when we talked in person was you had a book that you showed me and you unboxed it because it's this very nice book with um, heavy, not even cardstock, it's like cardboard pages. And oh, my album. It. It's this gorgeous album that you handed me that I thought was your just, this is a promotional portfolio. I didn't realize that's something that people can get for their own dogs or, or yeah. whatever pet that, that they shoot. I thought that was just, you know, the easy way for you to transport your portfolio to show off to people and not that someone could have their own beautiful not only is it a beautiful book, just the whole presentation of it and the quality is if someone had this on their coffee table mm-hmm. and a stranger came in who had not met their pet, they would think you had purchased this at Barnes and Noble, that you'd gone to the pet book department and bought this and not realize, no, this is my dog. This is a yeah, photographer. I know. It's like, oh, there aren't like uh, a dozen of these on the shelf at the local bookstore. Like, no, yeah, this, is, this is mine. And I had someone say before, oh, I just have one dog, though. I don't think we could fill a whole album. Well, I actually have made a full album for one dog and her beautiful owner as well. And it's, you know, I, I do focus on pet photography, but the humans are just as important to this story, right? So I want to put you in the picture with your pet. Well, that's the other thing. I take a picture with my phone. I'm not in it. Yeah. yeah that was the other thing. We were trying to find them. pictures of us with Vinny, and we only had a couple of those. And of course, they're the awkward selfie angle because you're either holding it at arm's length or you're propping it up on a, 
a table across the room mm-hmm. and to have the pictures of you with your pets shot by someone who knows what they're doing. I, I want to talk more about your background. You shared you understand animal behavior, and it's not just because you've been around animals a lot. You actually have formal education with animals. Tell us right. about your background prior to becoming Claire the photographer. Well, I've done a lot. I started out after high school. I actually went to KU to study painting and drawing, but I had a lot of lessons I still needed to learn. So I ended up for a few years after that, just working a bunch of jobs that I didn't want to do. You know, learning what you don't want to do is just as important as learning what you do want to do. Well, eventually my partner and I ended up moving to the West Coast with our dog, Bill Murray. We packed up all our stuff. We loaded up in the car and just headed West. And we work traded on farms a lot. That's how we found ourselves living on a goat farm. And it was at that point that I, I don't know if you've been around over a hundred goats at once, including babies, but it is a magical experience. (laughs) I fell in love with the goats and just working with animals in general. I definitely knew right then that that's what I wanted to do is work with animals, but I still wasn't quite sure in what capacity. So I went back to school. I went to Oregon State University to study zoology. And while I was there, I focused on animal behavior and even participated in some animal behavioral research that they had going on there. And I just found the neurobiological mechanics of learning and behavior so fascinating and just studying behavior and was doing that for a few years. But all of this, as great as it was, was not satisfying that artistic itch that I have. But the art student in me never died. And so it wasn't until I was a dog trainer and I just started taking pictures on my phone of all of the dogs I was working with every day because I loved them. And my boss started seeing those pictures and was like, hey, I want you to do this for me full time. And I said, you mean you're going to pay me to take pictures of the dogs? And that's it. She's like, yeah. That I've been doing on my own for free. Yeah, the best part of my job that I've been doing for free. I'm extremely passionate about what I do, about making artwork of your dogs that'll last forever. And it's going to be stuff that I, I know 100% you will be happy to have in the future. Well, I would encourage anyone out there who knows a, uh, someone in, in college or younger who's trying to figure out their place in life, or even someone who is post-college, it doesn't matter how old you are, you can still Mm -hmm. make choices, choose your life, choose your career, choose how you want to spend your time. There would have been a time where someone would have tried to steer you into a choice. Clear? What do you want to do? Do you want to be a scientist? Do you want to be an artist? You have this passion yeah. for for studying animal behavior and uh, neurobiology and and cognitive processes, but you also have an eye for art and design and a passion for that. Which do you want to do? Right. 
So for you to find that intersection. And my advice to other people out there too, is not to worry about the timing. I was in my thirties. I'm still in my thirties, but I was in my thirties when all of this happened. When I graduated from Oregon state with a degree in zoology, I was 28 when I started 31, when I graduated and you know, you're going to turn 31 anyway. So you might as well be 31 with a degree. That was what mm-hmm. I, how I saw it. But if you're just doing what you love and pursuing something that you're passionate about, age doesn't matter. The time spent doing it doesn't matter. And it's definitely never too late to switch up your goals, learn something new, and just start having fun. And I think it's becoming more accepted than it used to be that skills are transferable. It used to be you would get on a track that in high school, this is what I want to do in college so I can move on to this career. And I'm going to do that for 40 years and either die or retire, but I can't change tracks. I can't change jobs or industries because I've got these skills in this area without mm-hmm. recognizing those skills are valuable in a variety of ways, or just the fact that you've demonstrated, I know how to learn. I know how to problem solve. I know how to work with people right. that is applicable, whether you are in an automobile plant or an art studio. Yes. And there's no reason why you can't learn a new skill that maybe doesn't align with what you already know. I went into school to study science and zoology when I was previously an art student with my last math class that I took before studying zoology was junior year of high school. That was 12 years that I went without doing any math and I wasn't good at it to begin with. But once I, you know, I found the right teachers, I learned the right things, I asked the right questions and I graduated with honors and got all A's even through calculus in math. So just because you think you're bad at something doesn't mean you actually are. Sometimes you just need to start at the right place. You know, don't start at a level. I wasn't starting with calculus. I started with algebra two when I started going back to school. Mm -hmm. Uh, You just got to work your way up. And I think when I was in high school and even when I was in art school trying to figure out what I wanted to do, Pet photography is not something I could have ever thought of. It's not something my parents could have chosen for me because I didn't have all the skills needed for that. It's because I wanted something more that I went back to school. And then I was able to combine my zoology skills with my art skills in a way that I could not have foreseen at all. So you just really have to go with what life gives you and Just reach out for what you enjoy. And motivation has a profound impact on one's ability to perform a task. I was a uh, higher ed academic advisor a long time ago, and I can't tell you how many times I sat across from someone much older than you were when you went back to college who told the same story, I haven't taken a math class or I haven't taken a science class Mm -hmm. since I was 16 and I was terrible at it then. Mm -hmm. It's going to be harder in college, 
well, it might not necessarily be harder in college, but also when you were taking it as a teenager, you were taking it because you were told this is what you have to do for this hour of the day, five days Mm -hmm. a week for the next seven months. But when you're doing it in college, you're doing it because I have a purpose. This will allow me to get my degree in zoology, or this will allow me to get a job to take care of my kids. You have a motivation and a focus that is much different than being a 17-year-old thinking about that person you have a crush on in the next row or oh, yeah. football practice later being today or, social life. Or, or my clothes don't fit right yeah. anymore or I'm not yeah. cool, all these other distractions. When you can do it with focus and motivation, you would be amazed at what skills you have. And like you also said, maybe you get the right teacher. Well, and you know, that's a lot of, I ended up dropping out of art school after two years because I was not motivated. I liked art, but I didn't really want to be there. I didn't know why I was there. I didn't know what to do with my degree once I supposedly got it. I was just following the motions because going to college was what you did after mm-hmm. high school. Yeah, um, the stigma of dropping world, out is unwarranted. I'm I'm glad you dropped out. Yeah. Because you could have stuck with it, got your art degree, and then been miserable working in an art gallery or uh, at a publisher doing something that Mm -hmm. was not fulfilling. It was frustrating for you taking a job away from someone who would have loved to do that. Yeah. Or even just giving up entirely and, you know, and find a desk job somewhere. I know a lot of people that have done that and I did that for a while as well, but it was the reason I was so much more successful in school the second time around was because I chose to be there. I was mm-hmm. there for a reason. I knew why I wanted to be there. I knew what I wanted to do afterwards. So my degree was like a tool instead of just a piece of paper. So it was much more, I would recommend, honestly, if you're still in high school and looking at college, parents might not like this, but I say take, instead of a gap year, take a gap five years, figure out what you really wanna do and figure out what you don't wanna do your money on school, it is not cheap. It's going to be much better spent if you want to be there. It's a better return on investment. You're going to do better. You're going to take classes you like. And I can't tell you how many times I talked to that same student a couple semesters later who was talking about, I'm not sure if I should be in college. I will never survive a math class or a science class. Mm -hmm. And uh, you talk to them a, a year later and they've been on the dean's list the last two semesters. Yeah. And they were never an honor student in high school. Right. They barely got out of high school or some of them didn't. They were GED Mm -hmm. students who are now Dean's List. Yeah. You know, I just really developed a love for learning in general. I remember when I was younger, I I even actually said to a friend, it's like, when can we just be done learning? I am so (laughs) tired of this. I want to go into my routine adult life. I'm ready. But now you should never stop learning. There's new instruments I want to pick up. It's never too late to learn a new skill. And learning is a lot of fun. And then you're a better person afterwards because you know something more. And there's studies that show that it delays onset of dementia. Absolutely. That if you're actually learning something that challenges you, 
It's like you can do Sudoku, great, knock yourself mm-hmm. out, but download an app that helps you learn a language. And that or, goes or down take to an neurobiological or... mechanisms. When you learn something, new synapses are formed. So never stop learning. Well, I'd love to keep this conversation going on neuroscience and lifelong learning. We could talk about that all day, but I think it's important that I remind our listeners about the Pooch Playoffs, and if you have questions before you fill out the form, contact Claire via her website or through her social media with Facebook and Instagram. All of that is going to be linked in the description. But again, even just filling out the form and initiating that conversation with her is a great way to start. So any other questions people have, reach out to Claire and in general, I'm excited for the contest, but specifically, I'm excited for our session with Maggie. Well, I can't wait to be photographing Maggie. I'm really excited to get her in front of my camera. Yeah, and, and maybe we shouldn't talk about that too much because it might scare people off knowing that she's kind of a lock <laughs> yep. as a number one seed and they're just going to be on the bubble. Am I guaranteed um, final four at least? Oh, yeah. Uh, But there's a lot of other people voting and it maybe it's subjective. And uh, I don't have any inside undue influence. Uh, Yeah, who knows? It's anyone's game. So don't be scared off just because Maggie is in the brackets. Well, regardless of how Maggie does, I'm looking forward to getting some wonderful professional photographs of her and uh, looking at other packages that we can do with her. So thank you for including us and thank you for making Rosie Fund your charity for the Pooch Playoffs. And of course, thank you for being on Dog Words. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to it all. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm Phil Hatterman, and you've been listening to Dog Words presented by Rosie Fund. Links for Claire at BigfootPetPhotography.com and the Pooch Playoff 2024 are in the description, as well as info about Rosie Fun dog Philip, whose forever family would appreciate help with his medical expenses. A big thank you to alternative string duo The Wires, featuring cellist Sasha Groshong and violinist Laurel Morgan Parks, for playing the wonderful music you've heard on today's and previous episodes of Dog Words. Supporting The Wires supports our mission. Learn more about The Wires, including their concert schedule and a group trip to Ireland at thewires.info. Go to rosyfund.org to shop and get links to our social media. As always, please download, follow, rate, and share Dog Words. This helps us with sponsorships, then Rosie Fund can help more dogs. Send us your comments, questions, and suggestions via the contact form at rosyfund.org and let us know if you would like to be a sponsor or a guest of the Dog Words podcast. Thank you for listening to Dog Words, and remember, we save each other.